Hey yo, and here we go. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Music. I am your host, Mr. Brett Podcast, and I am truly pleased to be joined by a legendary photographer. He has a new book on his photos of the band coming out. Elliot Landy, how are you? Hi, I am really well and very grateful to be doing what I'm doing and to be here safe, sound, and warm. <laughs> so, I mean that. And, and the... the I don't have the book yet. The, the idea is that I'm trying to raise the money to self-publish the book, basically. That's what it comes to. So I have a Kickstarter campaign to do that. And, and uh, okay. So then how is the, in this case, like, I, I mean, I was just looking at the Kickstarter campaign. I mean, you're about halfway there, 44 days left. Yeah. How, how good do you think it's going as of this time? Because I know you ran a very successful one for the first volume. Yes, that's a good and pain. Uh, it's a good question and a painful answer. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's any doubt that we'll make the minimum amount uh, uh, that I've put to to do the book, which is sixty five thousand um, dollars. The first, okay, so this is the second book of photographs of my photographs of the band that I published. The first one I did with the Kickstarter in two thousand and fourteen. Um, and it was the highest grossing uh, Kickstarter campaign for a photographic book in, in Kickstarter's history. And we got the minimum amount, which was somewhere around the same amount, within five days wow. and so on. So, so now, yeah, so now it's been almost two weeks or so. We're halfway there. So this is actually happening much slower. Um, I think one, and Kickstarter lets you analyze what's happening. And I think one of the reasons is that Kickstarter has shifted to a supporting um, computer games and computer graphics and stuff and, and kind of what's popular, I guess, on, yeah, it's, it's technology oriented now, more so than it was then. But this was like in 2014, the world was a lot different. The electronic world was a lot different. So um, I don't think Kickstarter has the the basic people to send to us. Most of the people who are who are subscribing, who are supporting my campaign, come from uh, e my own emails, from things like this that I'm doing, where you're going to put this on your website, or the or, or the or you're going to um, the promotion that you're doing for the episode will then push people interested in this kind of thing or, or to to the Kickstarter site like that. So, and we just started doing this uh, the way you're supposed to do it when you have a project is you're supposed to get all the publicity almost done, not all of it, but get a whole lot done before, uh, almost before it starts. So it breaks the day or two when the campaign starts going. But we didn't start until we started, which is normal for what I do anyway. That's how I, uh, you, you mentioned a nice thing about my, about my photography and my photography is basically copying what's happening it's not creating what's happening so i've never been really good at promoting things or that or pre-planning stuff because i never did it when i photographed it's not my style um so the campaign i guess is going according to uh the way it should be going for what we've done for it so i i and uh, i'm doing all these nice interviews i'm really happy to get me talking a lot and which in the COVID time, my wife and I being 80 years old, both of us, that's not 40 and 40, that's 80 and 80. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really don't go to public spaces very much. We see family 
uh, when we test and so on, because we're still COVID shy in, in terms of that. So it's nice to be talking to so many people I've been talking to now because of this campaign. Anyway, so the book I'm doing, so so the first one is volume one, uh, the, the band photographs. I named it the band photographs, uh, 1968 to 69. And it's here, it's this one. Oh, wow, that's so beautiful. And, and thank you. I, I love it also. Every time I see it, I'm happy with it. Um, and... Um, that that was uh, 160 160 pages and 12 by 12 inches and uh, i printed it in a very fine very very fine printer uh and i took a lot of care with that the colors are right that the black and white uh, was rich we spent a lot of money on paper because the kickstarter did very well so i could afford all i wanted all i wanted and for me i'm about perfection in imagery and photography when I take pictures, I tell people I'm not a great photographer. I'm a great editor. So we, I have a photo session with somebody. I take a lot of pictures, and then I very carefully go over every one of them, and many times to pick the the ones that really speak to me emotionally, speak to me vibrationally, um, and um, and that's why the pictures that I'm known for are, in my opinion, so good because I'm very careful. I'm the one who picked it. I was I was fortunate. The people I got to work with um, when I was doing music photography, which is really less than two years, uh, I worked with the band, was really my first album that I, uh, that I did. And they were able to um, control everything through Albert Grossman, their manager, Bob Dylan's manager. They had total control. So basically, we pick the pictures that we wanted to be in the album and they the band took my opinions on stuff and they had their ideas also and you know we worked together on it but we had control it wasn't an art director or a designer and i i found in my in my uh history with that is that most designers are kind of were in my this is in the late 60s we're talking about probably different now where design is recognized in its own as a as more of an art form. I think designers have more of a say than they did in those years. In those years, they had to produce a product. And now I think that that uh, the artists, the music artists are all controlling it themselves. So they can say to a designer or whatever, hey, we want something really cool here, not the normal headshot and some normal picture. Anyway, I don't know how I got in, in, into that long thing, but uh, so I, I was able to, to control the choice of the selection of photographs for Bob Dylan's National Skyline album, Van Morrison's Moondance cover. Um, and um, so I was lucky that way. And I, I didn't come away from that period of my life feeling frustrated that no one had ever seen my best photographs. I was fortunate that a lot of my, my best photographs got in, in, in some in the major cases, the major work I did uh, have, have gotten to be very well known. And what's happening now is that uh, I always wanted to do a book of my band photographs because that was my best period, my best work during those years. Uh, I photographed them for about a year and a half or so, not every day, of course, or continually, but I photographed them for the Music from Big Pink album and then also for the second album, the band. And in those years, there were no venues for photographs. Like, there was no internet. So basically, you had the pictures that were on the album, and then a few magazine stories, and maybe a total of 25 pictures got 
got got seen because the magazine stories wanted to use the picture on the album also. Um, and there I had so many unseen unseen gorgeous photographs and in my opinion gorgeous so i managed to do the kickstarter for the first one and that did really well i'm very happy with that um by the way i have some copies a few first edition copies left from from that first book so and we're offering those as part of the kickstarter campaign um and then uh maybe a year and a half after that book came out, um, I was standing by my shelves. If you were coming to my studio, there's like shelves and shelves of pictures. You can imagine because that's what I do is make prints. Um, and I picked a box off the shelf and I looked at it. I opened it up. It said, it said band book outs, band book seconds, band book thirds. These, that's how I organize things. And I looked through these, through the, these boxes. And there were so many pictures there that I was saying, what? This picture is not in the book? How can I not put that picture in the book? That's one of my best pictures. That's, I love that picture. It has to be. So that's what started me on Band Book 2. And and so what, what you're going to see here are really good photographs. They're not seconds or anything like that. They're just ones that didn't fit in a 160-page book that was that the first one was. Yeah, so, I I'm sorry, oh. I, I, I just finished that up by saying, so you go to kickstarter.com, it's kickstarter.com, and you look up my name, Elliot Landy, and you'll see it there. And the book is $85, and there's $10 domestic postage, I think. Um, and uh, you'll get a first edition copy. The first edition is important here. I don't believe in numbering. Just because something is the first edition or an original, it doesn't mean the number, the abstract concept of a number doesn't mean anything to me. But with this edition with this when i first published it i go to really extreme lengths to make it really beautiful and i have full, full control over it i'm dealing with the printer myself i see the proofs i correct the color uh i correct the black and white so a first edition copy of these books the, also the first fan book and this one really is different is better than further than future printing future prints will be good they're not going to be bad but it's not like you can't, when a publisher reprints, unless it's a really expensive book, they're not having somebody on press, somebody looking at all the pages and so on, like I do for the, for, for the first edition of this book. So come and get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. And people totally should. I mean, it, it's a beautiful book. I mean, and the band, of course, and ama amazing in their, in their own way. Like, I wanted to know, when it comes to your photographs, like, with the benefit of time, like what do you do? You go back and look at them, and and do you see different things now? I see, I see more things. I see more things because when I was looking at them the first time around, which would be for the first two albums, um, I was well. I don't know. I was always see. I was fortunate with them. Is I was always able to look for the best photograph. It wasn't like we had to say, well, it has to fit this this image or that image. And I was just able, and I would take and present them with the best photographs. So we got a great picture of each one performing. Let's say, you know, it had to balance it. Couldn't be all one person. Uh, but I was fortunate. So do I see different? I just see more things because then I only needed, let's say, I think there's uh, 12 pictures on the Brown album and two on, on the music from Big Pink. And then we had some for publicity also. Uh, 
but I, I see more things. I see more things. Yes. And, and the other, and also, um, I work with for the first book. I work with a woman named Rachel Dobkin, who's now a musician. Uh, she has her own band. And uh, also now I'm working on this, this vine with a woman named Caitlin Allison, who's a photographer. And so they're finding things. And each one of them, both of them is gone through every picture, every shot I ever took of the band. It's not, it's not like, yes, it's not like uh, Caitlin said, oh, well, Rachel did it. I don't have to do it. She wanted to find her own favorites. So they're finding pictures that I didn't see at the time, actually. So I, so I am finding new things. I have to say, I, I, I'm not going through every picture. I'm letting, I'm trusting their eye to do that. Uh, there's no need for, for me to do that. Um, unless I do a third book. If you do a third book, I might have to cull that out. But even even a picture, look at this one. I don't know if you can see it. Too bad we're not doing video here, but I mean, we're not, well, we might, who knows? That's right. So, so there's this here. It's just a very, it's a beautifully composed image of them just like, what are we going to do next? Mm -hmm. uh, just hanging out in, this is the studio in Los Angeles in Sammy Davis Jr.'s pool house. Wow. Uh, where, they, where they built the recording studio. It's just so, and it's a book that I never could have published in anything other than a book of photographs of the band because there's just not enough space. I'm looking for, anyway, there, there's a lot of great, there were a lot of great, you know, this is just, I am fortunate here. This picture here, I never saw this, but I never noticed it or paid any attention to it before. I mean, I looked through the pictures 40, 45 years ago, so I'm, uh, that's why I'm sure I saw it. Mm -hmm, but, of course. Uh, this was published in the first book, and Rachel came up with it, and it's an exquisite photograph. Look at them. I mean, oh, it really, absolutely is. Yeah, it's really far out. It's really a great image, and so on. It's not as good as the one we use for the cover. It's just something a little bit, uh, in terms of being a, a striking cover image of all of them, interesting. But it's a great picture. Wow. And maybe it is as good as the one we used for the cover. Anyway, <laughs> that was the first book, and we're discovering more pictures now. As I said, I only did this because. I saw proof prints I had made to decide, uh, I'd used to decide which pictures were going in the first book. And, and I really, there was some there I said, it's impossible that this picture is not in the first book. How did we miss that? You know, so I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of fun surprises there. Uh, it's you know the thing that I find super interesting about it, um, of course, is the is the volume of pictures that you were able to take in such a short amount of time. I mean, did you? Did you ever think or concern yourself with the amount of film, especially <laughs> especially in those days when you had to get it to get it processed right. and all that stuff? That's right, and and yes, and you're paying for every shot. Here, the shots don't cost you anything. Uh, um, you're not using anything up, and, and, and you're recycling. The, the film doesn't get you know doesn't get used up. You recycle the the digital cards. Um, but I used to, people would say to me, because I was shooting very quickly, I had a, a quick thumb, <laughs> quick thumb and forefinger, you know, you got to, you rotate, you, you advance the film with your thumb, and then you take the picture and so on. I, I was pretty quick at that. People, people told me I didn't know the difference. But um, I, I, what I said was, nobody ever paid me for a picture I didn't take. So that was my, today, I wouldn't say that, because I don't, think about getting money from them. I didn't think about getting money from them either. But anyway, that's what I said. So, but in fact, that I would keep taking pictures 
not to be sure that I got the right picture, but because I was seeing nice pictures in front of me. And as long as the pictures kept being nice, I kept taking them. So, so that was so I then and now I don't even think about not taking a picture because I have too many or I have enough. There's never enough. Uh, you know, so you always get one more. The world can always use one more beautiful photograph. <laughs> that is, no one, that is very. No true. one's going to complain. Hey, too many beautiful pictures here. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and I guess you know, like that's the thing. When in your life did you kind of realize that you had a natural eye for photography? Um, well, let's see. I uh, when I got out of college, I. Uh, had no interest in photography. I had, you have to read my, actually, I don't even know if it's in the book. This book is Woodstock Vision, The Spirit of Regeneration. And I write about my time in the 60s uh, doing peace demonstration photographs and working with underground newspapers and then segueing into the music uh, area, which was part of the underground culture, rock and roll, music, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Hendrix, when, when they played, the audience was the same. Everyone's smoking grass. Everyone's against the war uh, in, in the audience. So um, uh, I, in, in those years, uh, uh, when I graduated from college, I had no clue that I was going to do photography. Um, I had a little skirmish with it when I was 14 years old. That's what I meant about this book. But I realized the story not even in, in the book. So you'll have to talk to me again for that story but anyway but i i um, after college i just didn't know what i wanted to do and i uh, so i i got a job with the company and after six months knew i was not going to stay there very long and i was really wanting to just make money and save up and travel um so i um i was working at this job and, and of course you never save up the money enough that you need and everything and I left the job, and then I had to say, well, what do I want to do? How do I want to make money? And I, 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 and at that point, I knew that I needed to make money from what I really like to do, not just a way to make money and then have a separate life enjoying myself. So I need to integrate the, my, my whole life. So I, there were two things I like to do. I like to go out with girls, and I like to take pictures at that time. Uh, I had just started taking some photographs. I, was, I used to go to Fire Island on, on weekends. Uh, where I was working, actually, I worked as a waiter to earn more money on the weekends, um, and um, I was really taken with the light on the water. Uh, you have to take a ferry, and the light in the water, and something was really. I remember being on the boat, thinking, "Wow, I wish I had a, maybe taking pictures of people also on the ferry." I don't know, but I was inspired. That was our, kind of the first inspiration that I had, and I borrowed my sister, my older sister's Polaroid camera. And in Fire Island, and I, I had a shaky tripod also. It might have been hers as well. And I took a picture of the full moon uh, over the, not over the beach, it was over the sandy streets of uh, wherever I was, whatever town I was in. And and they published it in the newspaper. It was a local Fire Island newspaper. It was a Polaroid, you know. So I gave him the original. I never got it back, so I can't <laughs> show it to you. But it was really one of the first pictures I ever took, and it was published immediately. So I guess... You know that that I didn't think I had talent like that because of the one picture, but that was the first time that happened, and I have a I don't really have a memory of it anymore. But anyway, so um, I continued to take Polaroid pictures, and then I bought 
a Nikon cam, a Nikkor X camera. It's a small Nikon uh, because I was enjoying doing this. So really, I had started photography, and then when this job ended, I had to decide, well, what do I want to do? And I really, and I didn't want to live from going out with women, you know, with girls. <laughs> let's say, uh, so I said, well, I'll see if I can make money. I'll I'll go for photography like that. So I had to um, take a basic class in darkroom developing, printing, and so on, which I did. And then uh, in those years, photography wasn't considered an art form. Uh, and they, it wasn't taught in, in New York City, this is, and there weren't many photography classes aside from how do you develop a, a print, you know, the very basic stuff. But there was one with a photographer named Lisette Modell. It was at New School for Social Research. And it was it was um, about artistic photography. So I signed up for it. But in order for her to allow you in the class, she had to look at your pictures and she had to approve it. She had to think, you know, you're on the level that she wanted to teach on. So I had made a bunch of prints by that time, of which I still have some uh, from those days. And I said, set up a dark room in my parents' kitchen where I was still living at the time. Um, I wasn't living in the kitchen, but I was living in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, so I went and I met with her and she was over the top about my photographs she said these are really nice like that these are really good pictures so at that point that gave me this, the courage the strength to know that what I was doing was good that other yeah it was good I didn't know it was I know I liked it and today I think we have a little more uh, well I so this this always points out to me always remember Whenever I can inspire a young person to, uh, you know, to do what they love to do, um, I do that. When I, once in a while, I do portfolio reviews. And if I don't like a, a young person's photography, I tell them, I said, I'm not the right person for you to talk to about this. But the first thing I do is I ask them what they like. I say, show me your favorite pictures. So if I don't like something, for instance, I'll, I'll say, show me your favorite pictures. And if, and and if they pick out stuff that I really don't like at all, I say, you know, photography is about taste. I don't say I don't like it, but I say um, I'm not the right person. It's some people um, you, you vibrate with their work, and some people you don't understand it, and some is different. I said, and I point out that if I go to a photography gallery, at least half of the time, I I really almost can't stand the work I see uh, like that. But obviously. The people who own the gallery like it. The people who buy prints like it, because that's why they're in there, and so on. So you really have to watch out who you're talking to. And I try, I don't say it exactly like that to young people, but I, I, I caution them about being too influenced by what anybody else thinks. And I say, if you really like what you're doing, that's what matters. Um, and you should, you know, and I find out why they're doing it. So I, I try and guide people, even if I don't care for their photographs as well. Um, but with her saying it, I needed her to say these are really good, not you got to see somebody else, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and today there's a lot more ways to get feedback. Today there's, there's photographic shows and galleries and, and, and online contests and all that stuff all over the place. And it's easier to get published and easier to get your picture. You can have your own website. So it's not that issue, but uh, I needed, as a young person, encouragement. I needed a, a, a respected accomplished photographer uh, to tell me that my work was good and after that i was set free from from doubting it and yeah i, I kind of zoomed off from that 
Well, and, and I think one of the things that I love about your career is the fact that you, you know, you went into photography, but, and then you just kept pushing forward and you found yourself someplace that you maybe didn't expect to find yourself and you just took advantage of it. Are you talking about, the- you know, you know, getting into music and stuff like that and, and especially like into Woodstock and, uh, but, you know, and meeting yeah. your time with Bob Dylan, your time with the band. I mean, That's it right. was, it was just kind of like, you you just kept pushing forward and and when a door opened you went through the door that's exactly what happened right is that, that my intention was to take beautiful photographs that's always been my intention actually was to make a beautiful photograph even when i'm photographing bob dylan and the band and so on i'm i'm focused on getting and that's a double entendre i'm focused on getting the composition right not just take a picture of bob and sell it to the newspapers you know uh that wasn't my stuff. It's always very important to me to make that really, really good composition. I was always into the beauty of the image. And my reason for photographing has always been and still is to share something beautiful with people. And and I was fortunate that the the musicians that I got to meet or was assigned to do or by chance, whichever way we could talk about it, um, they were groovy people. <laughs> they were really nice people who were in it because they loved what they were doing. Uh, I remember one time I got a job. I had a, um, a um, an argument with a record label. It might be Universal Records. I'm not sure what it was at the time. And our settlement was that they would give me an assignment to photograph a, a group, right? So the guy, it was a California company, and the art director was in New York. And he, they had me photograph this group. It was on stage and so on. And boy, were they lousy photographs because I had... <laughs> No relationship to the group at all. It was kind of a force. I wasn't, you know, a force. I wasn't, they weren't beholden to me to do this, but we just agreed as a, in a friendly way that they give me another assignment uh, and so on. But it just wasn't the right chemistry at all. So uh, I'm, I don't even remember which group it was or where the pictures are at all. So I can't show them to anybody. But there was just no chemistry. So I was just fortunate. So it was really a combination of fate and called life energy. Um, and I was there to help the band, especially with what they wanted to do to give them the image uh, that, that, that holds, that still holds with them a, a very rural, very grounded, very, uh, very earthy, real, real people interested in doing real music, not being famous, not the fame of being stars and so on. So I was fortunate like that. And then after that, I, I got tired of that. You don't have enough time for me to do the whole story. But again, it's in Woodstock Vision. I mentioned this book. You can get it used on Amazon or new from me. Elliot, sorry, my website's elliotlandy.com. Two L's and two T's, Elliot. And I sell this book. But if you can't afford it, I sell only signed copies. But it's available secondhand. And make sure you get the hardcover version. But this is the whole story of my changing. And after I after I um, I did the peace demonstration photographs, but every stage I lost interest in doing it after a while. Even the, the music photographs, even though I was connected to all these really wonderful people, just I had done that already. And and my I, I realized some years later that the nature of art, the a priori, the basic nature of art is that it's different and that it's new and it hadn't been done before. And I had done music photography. And I had been close to the musicians and I had dealt with the management and the record label, the whole genre, the whole universe of, of taking photographs of people that were um, 
not, you know, not that they were famous, but people that were part of the music, but on stage, the microphone, backstage, the whole thing. And I just wasn't interested anymore. And I, I really didn't want to take any pictures for a while. Uh, I, th I thought, well, I'll take nature pictures. And I tried, and they were just terrible. <laughs> so, so I just stopped until real inspiration came in my life. And that came along with when, when my wife got pregnant. Uh, 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 when my first wife got pregnant and uh, had a baby, and then that was my inspiration was to take mother and mother and child photographs, and I did that for the with almost exclusively for the next eight or nine years, just photograph to share how beautiful it was to be with with children, with the, how beautiful mother and mother and child, the imagery of mother nurturing children, and then children themselves, how in how beautiful they are, the innocence and the love that comes from them. So that became my mission at that point was to share that kind of feeling of what it's like. And my message was to pay attention to what's at home. Uh, I mean, these days we have family leave and we have men taking care of taking care of children and women working. So we've gone very far, but uh, forward in that respect. But in those years, uh, to say to a to a man, hey. What's happening at home is really where it's at. It's the most important thing. I know you like your job or whatever. It's it's important. It makes money for sure, but don't neglect how important it is to honor your your, your wife, the mother of your child, and to help her as much as you can, to help them as much as you can. Uh, because to me, that gave me great pleasure doing that, doing that, but also taking pictures of it was was what was important. So that was the, the next phase, which was a very interesting story. I went to Europe for seven years, traveled in a forty passenger old bus without any money. <laughs> with 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 my wife, we had a second child in Switzerland. We brought our big dog with us. It was kind of, an, and that book's waiting to be released to be published soon. But anyway, so I've always changed. You 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 alluded to it. You said that about my music work, uh, but uh, also I I always change. If you go to my website elliotlandy.com and look on the photography, you'll see a lot of different genres of photography that I've taken. Because once I do it, it, it doesn't interest me to keep doing the same thing. Well, and one of the things I mean, I love your website because it's it's so fulsome with your career, but also I love the stories that you've written there. And I know like so much goes into the books. How long then does it take you to kind of package one of the books? Gosh, that's a good question. Well, um, gee, well, the first band photographs book that I did took me about a year because I had so much money from the Kickstarter that I could take a year to do right. it. And also, it was the first time that we went through all the pictures. Um, and uh, this book, Woodstock Vision, which was um, Woodstock Vision, was first published uh, in 1994, and it was it went from my beginning in peace demonstration photography through the rock and roll through Woodstock, the rock and roll period, um, and then. Uh, to do that, I always, I was always writing. I always, I was diary kind of writing and so on. And for, for Woodstock Vision, I gave it to, I gave my writings to an editor, and he picked out parts. He did a really good job, and he picked out, okay, this section is this, and this section is that, and that section is that. 
So that didn't take me that long because he did the the editing is the hard part. The writing didn't scribble down easily, <laughs> but but the editing is the hard part. So I don't know. I I guess that pro. Oh, but then I had to find all the good pictures for the first time. I, Eric Clapton, Van Morrison pictures that Jimi Hendrix stuff that I hadn't gone through when I first took when I first take the photographs. I see every picture, yes, but you don't remember them. This was that was 1990, 90, 90, uh, what was it, 94, I think. Yeah, Woodstock Vision came out for the first time. But this is the third edition of it, and this is twice the size now. Okay. So getting it, make sure you get the hardcover version of it that looks like this. Okay. Been in print for over 10 years now. So that's, I'm glad for that. Um, so I don't know what I was saying here about, uh, right. You asked me how long it takes. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, like this Kickstarter campaign I'm doing now is taking a lot of time. Uh, I have to write a lot of things for it. And, and, um, so that's part of making the book, right? It's like, you know, getting it financed, getting it published and working with the printer is hard because I'm very exacting and we do lots of proofs. We go back and forth like that. So I really can't give you an answer as to how long it, it takes, but it's not three years, not two years. Um, after once I know that the book's going to happen, because unless the Kickstarter makes more money, that, which it will, it's only a half, only two weeks in and it's an eight week progress. So I'm not really concerned. It's not going to do it, but we had expected to get, the, the money, the, the amount of money I set was the minimum amount that I calculated it would cost us to pay for the printing and also pay for the work for the people that are working on it, scanning and laying stuff out, typeset, not typesetting, but uh, uh, proofreading things and so on. Also editing. I have a, a lot of stuff we have to go through. So anyway, so um, once once Kickstarter is, is over, uh, I God, I hope that it's going to be published by next november mm, i would yeah. like it to be out there by next november uh and we're preparing for that we're not just waiting let's see how much is coming in today and not doing <laughs> anything you know so so we are moving forward in selecting the photographs and thinking about what the writing's going to be and, and so on so i i'm hoping by november but I'm, i never promised something like that mm. because I, it has to be good so yeah which is one great thing about not having a publisher not having a because they're on a timeline. They have to let's see the, the, the spring books have to be in the catalog by such and such a date. Got to be at the printer by such and such a date, and that's whether or not you, the author, think you're ready to do it or not. At the same time, it pushes you to be ready. But I, I like working at my own speed, so that's why I do my own books, and I like controlling it perfectly. So I control the size of this book that I felt that. The reason I made I made it I chose twelve by twelve inches was that I made I made sample pages like this sample spreads in ten by ten inches, eleven in, by eleven inches, eleven and a half by eleven and a half inches, twelve by twelve, and I sat with it. You can't see maybe, but I sat with it in my lap like this, whoops, like that, and I just sat and I looked. Let's see, there you go, and I looked. As if I was sitting reading the book. And mm. What size? What size image really works best at this distance for this thing? And the 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 size that I like best was twelve by twelve inches, which just happened to be the size of an LP record. Which is awesome. Yeah, 
I, <laughs> just by I, I realized when I realized that I said that's pretty far out. <laughs> so to me, that was the perfect size for sitting and looking at a book of photographs. So that's why my book is twelve by twelve inches. At the same time, the the distributor told me it's hard because Barnes and Noble doesn't have that size shelves. Oh. <laughs> So therefore, that that kind of diminishes the the retail I- impact of it, let's say. But twelve by twelve is the right size for the book, so that's the size I'm making it. I did a, a book recently last year of Janis Joplin photographs. Uh, my Janis Joplin photographs, it's a beautiful book. It's it's uh, look it up and buy it. It's it's really a nice book, beautifully printed. Because I did the same thing. I controlled the quality completely and the layout. And what we did with the Janis book is that I had. I had quotes from interviews with her, a friend of mine, David Dalton, a writer who passed away, but he interviewed her uh, and, and I had access to all his audio tapes. We were working mm-hmm. on a feature film, a narrative film about Janice's life together, which, which never happened. Um, it'd be good if somebody wants to finance it, contact me. It's really, I think it could be really, could be a really good film, but anyway, so um, I was, um, so I used quotes of what she said alongside pictures of her and and full page pictures not small i like big pictures in the book so it's really really i think it's a special work about janice because it really expresses uh who she was what she wanted to say about her life she was being interviewed and this is what she chose to say and it, it exposed it talks about the problems that she had as a woman as a superstar but she, in her own words no one's writing an essay about it yet her it's it's a beautiful book actually. I'm sorry it didn't do better than it did. Uh, we didn't get a lot of promotion on it. Again, the the publisher was supposed to do that, didn't do it, and I didn't. But I should. I guess I'm going to release it as an ebook, and then I'll do more promotion on that. Mm. Very, I'm thinking about it now. I'm very touched. I'm glad we gave her voice. Is all I could say. We have our own words in pictures, and um, so I, I feel very because I knew her. I, I was I was friendly with her at the time. Um, I'm not very friendly, but casually friendly. So anytime I saw her and she was sitting down, I could sit down next to her and hang out like that, that kind of friendly. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that, that this book gives her her own voice and, and what she wanted to say is out there now, along with great pictures of her. Yeah. Yeah. Such an important artist. I mean, and so yeah. amazing as a singer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing as a singer. Exactly. Important, important, important. As, as a feminine voice, as, as a woman, a strong woman, strong, powerful woman who wanted to control her own destiny and, and, uh, and got to do a lot of it also. She was very fortunate. Again, Albert Grossman was her manager, so he, he took control for her. You know, he got her artistic control like that. So that book I made 10 by 10 inches. And the reason being is that I knew that it wasn't going to be financed as well as a band book. And also, we wanted to um, make it more accessible, make it a lower price, and so on. So that's ten by ten, but it looks fine. There's no, I have no regrets. I don't look at it and say, "Oh, it should be bigger." <laughs> oh, you know why? Because this is why, right? Because most of the pictures are pictures of her alone. Mm, okay. Photos of her, where she's the main right. character. That's right. And with the band, there's five people to accommodate. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> ten by ten is fine for her and pictures. So I know we're we're running over our time a little bit, but uh, but I have another couple questions if you don't mind. Sure, I'm happy. I'm happy. Go ahead. So thank you. Thank I'd you. love to know about your editing process when it comes down to like you know now versus especially versus then. Now versus then, um, 
What do you mean precisely? I mean, am I finding things that I disagree with? Well, well, no, but, but when you when you come into editing a photo now, like, do you do you like pull it into Photoshop and then and then oh. work oh, okay. with so it and and then what would you have done differently? Okay. You know, back in those days. So when I talk about editing, I mean selecting. Oh, okay. So, so no, that's just my use. But I realize that it, it, it you're talking that it does also mean technically in those years you couldn't well very hard to make prints in a dark room uh you're i don't know if you know the process but basically you have to i've done it a couple the, of times <laughs> the, the, also for your listeners uh basically you have to adjust the amount of light that hits every part of the print so if somebody's face is there and they happen to be standing against a dark background you have to make sure a face being white i'm talking about um that the amount of light that goes onto the paper on their white face makes their white face come out not stark white but you need it a little bit shaded let's say but the but the black part of it you can't have too much light in the black part of it so basically you're using your hands and you're manipulating how much light comes through and every time you have to do it again from scratch even though so you might make notes on a print you might say well let's see i need two seconds on on her face and five seconds on the background and you you can make notes like that but even so it's 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 a juggle every time when when computer editing came around and that's that's a blessing because you do it once and you can see it instantly the result of what you've done making a print um unlike uh hang on um so you get instant feedback also and you can adjust it as well um so the but the goal is exactly the same so i think your main question is do i change the way my pictures look because i can do digital processing on it let's put digital arrangement the answer is no i'm looking for exactly the same thing now as i was when i was i was doing analog photography in a dark room or whatever color prints making i never made many color prints uh in those years myself some were made but only by a lab so I really can't talk about that. But what this does is that this gives me what digital processing does, gives me the opportunity to be a master in color as well as I was and uh, doing black and white prints. I was always very, very careful in my printing, the same as in my photographing. So here's something in color. You can see a picture of Richard Manuel. Um, in the lights uh, uh in the stage lights as he's performing and and uh um that's a very hard print to reproduce a, a very hard color mix because it's not clear it's not sharp it's very soft and, and look at this here these are this is infrared color film mm, right. that i shot at the time which responds to infrared light as well as visible light and you get false colors out of it um, so because I could never really, I maybe had a few lab prints made of that stuff, but because I was there, I am able to control the process in Photoshop, as you said, um, I can make gorgeous things like that. So it really doubled your question or tells me something or mine explains something to me. It really doubled the, the range of photography for me, because for me, making the print was always the thing, the final, the final justification or the final presentation of a work and that was only black and white when when i was doing it originally 
And when now this Photoshop is can't Photoshop and other software came in, it really has ex totally expanded. It's very interesting actually, where I can get I can fall as much in love with the color print that I made, or more so than a black and white. And in those years, it was black and white only. So th that's the uh, that's a good question actually. Thank you. You taught me something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So then, where? You know, what is it that you most want people to think about when when they look at your work and and kind of, I guess, interact with it? Well, I want people in general in life to realize that life is about feeling, not about thinking, that we most of our we live most of our lives with our brains, our thoughts. We we think we should do this, we think we should do that. I can't say everyone does that at all. I don't mean everyone, but the majority, the society is actually created, has been, our cultures have been created from that. And the opposite of that is, is you could think of it as a, a meditation style. Meditation style is about putting your conscious thoughts away and seeing what comes in to your life when you do that, what comes into your being. And I know uh, that what happens is that you experience a change in vibration, a change in how you feel inside. And uh, the way I edit photographs, the way I select photographs, rather, is that I look at them, I look at them one and then the other, and, you know, from, let's say I have a series, and I pay attention to how it makes me feel inside. It's a very feminine thing. Of, of It's it's more, uh, I, I can't, uh, can't say it's true for everyone, certainly isn't true for everyone like that. But it's more of a feminine vibration than a masculine vibration. Well, I could say to feel things and to go on your intuition and to follow your intuition. Again, luckily now in these times, a lot of that, both men and women are sensitive to this and know about it. However, when you go to any, any of the spiritual uh, classes, spiritual teachings, and um, it's more, more women than men are still aware that life is about feeling and when when you say i'm in love with something of course you're feeling a connection to energy an energetic connection with someone and we call it love but it's really the essence of life is what we feel and when we in some states of meditation if we can put our thinking mind aside we we experience that connection to the allness of life i call it um and uh, um so what I want people to, when they look at my work, is just to be aware of what they're feeling from it. And what gets people to look at the work is it's Jimi Hendrix, it's Bob Dylan, it's the band. Um, I only published my other work, my family pictures in Europe. I didn't publish any, any music photographs at all during that period. But I was did exhibitions and published the pictures of my family. And I have so many other photographs. So take a look at my website on photography. And look at some of the other stuff. It's gorgeous stuff. But be aware of what you're feeling about something, I think. So that's what I wanted to see. Is there anything I missed? Should I should I want them to do something else? <laughs> no, not at all. I just right. because that's the thing. Like, and that's and that's from reading from reading your your words and stuff like that. That's kind of what I got. And and I feel like, you know, in, in no, how important. No feeling is to you when mm. it comes down to it and and i think like you say i mean photography is so subjective as is all art and and That's so right. i think that That's right. 
that, you know, like the more that art makes you feel, and I've always felt the same way. I mean, it's why I love music. It's because it makes you feel a certain way. And, you know, seeing your photos makes me feel a certain way as well. And that's, and that's what I appreciate about you, Andrew. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And what you just said is, is true that different people will want to feel different ways. So, uh, you know, uh, there, there's certainly a great variety of photography that's considered to be good photography. Um, and be aware, though, that if you don't like something, you don't have to like it just because they say it's good. Just because someone says it's good. You can just feel, pay attention to what you're feeling and trust that as your guide, what you need to experience in life. I should also say that it's talking about feeling and meditation and so on, that that I teach something I call sharing stillness, which is which is a, a very deep form of, of energy transmission, I guess, that, that brings people into a very deep meditative state very quickly. And I do it by Zoom every Thursday night. So it's sharingstillness.com is where you find out about it. But it, 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 what it does, who knows what it does, because it's a very mystical thing. You don't really know what it does. But the responses I get is that people experience this very great calmness and if they're tense, the tenseness is gone. That's what meditation in general does for people. So you can explore any form of meditation you like. Um, what I do is a quick way, actually, and also a very deep way. Uh, and some people don't like it, and some people don't respond to it, and some people do. But that's what I'm talking about. My, my understanding of feeling and so on is connected to that process. And I realized that I could share this kind of spiritual energy when I say spiritual energy, it doesn't mean religious energy. It means subtle energy is better than spiritual energy. Because it's subtle energy that we're not, some people are very sensitive to it. Some people can read your mind because they're sensitive to it. Um, but it's it's not the kind, we can't measure it yet. There's no way, like you can measure electricity so you know how you can flip a switch and put the light on. Mm -hmm. But this kind of subtle energy is not well they do measure it they have curly and photography science is getting close to, to figuring out what this is about um but basically that what i'm calling subtle or spiritual energy is the essential energy of life at the basis of how we all are and the more you get in touch with that the more you then get in touch with yourself and and your life goes in good directions and you know when it's not in the right direction, and you have the courage to walk away from it, and so on. So it's a very pragmatic thing, as well. So. Well, I mean, it, it sounds awesome, and and so are you, frankly. I mean, your 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 work is amazing. Talking <laughs> to you has been amazing. So I have enjoyed it immensely. Mm. And um, so nice, thank you. And I do want to give you the chance to tell everybody once again, like, oh, where good. to get the band book, how to keep up with you. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, the Kickstarter, you go to kickstarter.com and search for my name, Elliot Landy, two L's and two T's, and you'll see a few books there. It's the top book. It's, it's the band book volume, the band photographs book volume two. Um, and my website is elliotlandy.com, and I have an email list, so you can sign on some email list. I don't send much out for that. I don't really use the web as I would like to have. Use it. I'd like to have used to put out a, a new picture every week at least or a few new pictures and i've written quite a bit that i'd like to publish also um so uh, i hope to get more active 
uh, in putting things out. And if you're on my email list, you'll see that. But the website itself has a lot of stuff on there. It does. takes you a long time to get through all the pictures. Um, so elliotlandy.com, then there's sharingstillness.com. And sharing stillness is free, by the way. There is optional donation, but there's no charge for it. Um, and uh, my website is free, too. <laughs> you can buy things if you want, but there's no charge for it. But I, what, you know what I did with my website is I made it like a gallery. I didn't I didn't want it to be a shop. I didn't want it to be exist to sell things. I wanted it to exist to show my photographs. And that's what it's like. You can go on there and just click uh, on the, you, you, you can use the keyboard or the or the or the screen or, or the mouse and just go from picture to picture to picture to look at one after the other and you're not bothered by going back and forth and up and down and, and uh, all that stuff. I wanted to make it a really, a really positive, easy experience to experience the photographs, but that's why I took them just to, so other people would see them. And also for myself, I, you know what? I, I take them for myself to start with. If I see it's beautiful, it's almost like I have to take that picture. As, uh, of course, I, many I miss. You know, a lot don't come out <laughs> as what I'm seeing. But the idea is to share it with people. So that's that's the goal of my website. And, and uh, I also love it when people buy things from it because that hmm. keeps, me, keeps me going. Makes sense. Yeah. But yes. But, I, but it's not there for that. It, yeah. That's not necessary. Right. Not required. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love your website. I think it's amazing. I oh, thank you. appreciate what you've done with it. And and absolutely like I say, I appreciate our time together. Thank and thank you so very much. And I and I look forward to uh chatting with you again. Hopefully we can it, chat some it, more later. Absolutely. It would be great because I, I learned at least two things from what you said <laughs> here. So so that's good. I don't remember what they were, of course, but I remember that I did learn. <laughs> you know, you know what happens is something comes into me. And then it comes out in conversation when it's appropriate. So, so uh, one was about ex- my photography being expanded into twice as much because there was the black and white world and the color world. And the other one was, let's see, I'll come back another time, but it'll, you know. Well, there you go. I mean, that's awesome. But, but yes, okay. thank you so much for this. And uh, you know what? You can try coming to the sharing stillness sessions. I do it every Thursday at seven. Okay. via zoom via zoom and you put your name on the mailing list at sharingstillness.com and I, I send out the information every thursday before noon which is usually out and um you don't have to participate you don't have to talk you don't have, it's just it's good to have your name on the screen so i know who it is but it's pretty far out stuff actually awesome well i, I will try sure. that then I, I wasn't sure how far out it was going to be when i first started doing it but it's pretty far out stuff <laughs> so <laughs> Amazing. Well, once again, thank you so much. Uh, it's been it's been my pleasure, okay. and uh, and I wish you nothing but the best with your Kickstarter. And thank hopefully, you. we will talk again about it. I would love to. Awesome. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye, Bye. now.